0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash saint14project and browse the unmatched selection of over 300,000 audio programs. Download a free title of your choosing on almost any internet-connected device and start listening. It's just that easy. Go to audibletrial.com dot com slash Saint Fourteen Project. We actually had a, I think it came up to like thirteen degrees Celsius today. It was like, what the hell is this? Convert that. Convert that. (laughs) Convert that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an American. (laughs)
1: Welcome to the Same 14 Project Podcast. I'm sitting with Dad, also known as Alex, and with me, as always, is Dr. Goku, Average Joe, and Chris3711. What's up, dudes? What's up? <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's it's been, been a while. Though. It has been a while. Um, yeah, it's it, it's been an
0: interesting week, to the say the least, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm Definitely. back from the um, dead from the the dead of the flu <laughs> oh god yeah, you dodged it, it's, it for three weeks I was so yeah, proud yeah. one, huh? I, I dodged it twice and I couldn't dodge it a third time <laughs> little guy got the group and then gave the cold to me and I was out for a week that was it <laughs> it wasn't fun yeah <laughs> Once the baby,
2: yeah. Once the baby, uh, you gets have, it, screwed. You have to be bad. You, you know, you have to take care of them. You have to, you know. You could just get covered in, in baby stuff. It is. It's, it's impossible to oh, not yeah, catch it at just, that point. Uh,
1: destiny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but this week we are um, for a minute, whole topic. We're going to talk about um, uh, work life balance. Uh, Specifically, like uh, how to deal with stress in the workplace. Um, and I know Dr. is going to have an awesome character analysis on Alfred from Batman. I'm really excited for it.
0: Yeah. It's one of the few times the person I voted for won it. So I'm really <laughs> excited. <laughs> um, I kind of wanted Ma- Miles Morales to win just because I watched uh, Into the <laughs> Spider Verse not long ago, and that movie was amazing. Oh, we've watched
1: When you said Ma- Miles Morales, I had to Google. To understand what you were talking, you
0: about. you haven't watched uh, Into the Spider Verse yet. <laughs> nope. Oh, Watch dude. it. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. I, might. I might. It won that. an Oscar. Um, <laughs> give it. Give it the
3: first twenty. It doesn't minutes. say much though. <laughs> at the beginning, give it like the first twenty minutes because at the beginning it'll. <laughs> it, it's just like oh, this is a cartoon. I don't really feel like watching this native. Right, right, right. But then, as soon as it starts rolling, it's like okay.
2: It's All an right, animated so like comic book line.
3: I really, right, I really right, dig right. this. The, and yeah. by the time you get to the end, it's, it's awesome. And I'm going to tell you the one character in that movie that made the entire thing was Spider Pig.
0: Spider Pig was hilarious. Spider Pig, Spider Pig. I, I, I liked the, <laughs> um,
3: the Spider Pig does. I like that they use <laughs> yeah. the, the art the, style
0: uh... of it being pretty much a <laughs> animated comic book. And yeah, having yeah. kinda that, that third voice in the back kinda talking to himself. It was amazing. That, that too and the uh
3: just the quick little uh animation snippets. Mm-hmm. You could see when it did close ups on the uh the people and things in the movie, it was all like stimple, Like a comic yep. book. So their skin was all stimpled or the the textures in every scene was as if it was a comic book. There would be little cutscenes, just like a little freeze frame, and it would it would be like a comic book sell. It was cool. Yeah. But I dude, I, I dig the two uh the two Peter Parkers. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh nice. Awesome. Yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely have to check it out when I can. Um, that, but what have we all been playing this week? What have you been playing, Doctor, um, Doctor? Goku
0: I've been playing Destiny Two, uh with the season of the drifter. My man. Um, I'm working through my thorn and playing some Gambit Prime and Reckoning. Uh, I know we're going to be talking about uh, Season of Drift a little bit later, but i am also been uh, starting into Division 2. It's really good. Uh, I never got really into Division 1 uh, back when it was first released. Uh, I played the 1.8 update and absolutely loved it. And I'm I'm really liking Division Two at the moment.
1: She did so good. I'm I'm very impressed with it. Um but no, they, they they did a really good job with it. Um I've been playing that. Um I I have been playing I mean other than that I I've been playing um well Mario Odyssey with my wife. And um I mentioned before the show but it took place in the uh, the four year anniversary for Battlefield Hardline. Um Uh, a a couple members of the Battlefield community went and, like, rented a special server uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, you know, we all just um, had a bunch of fun. And, um, you know, and and these are guys in... They're in England. There's a couple guys from the Netherlands. So, like, obviously, my times that I play don't always sync up with them. Um, So it's good to have a place to just hang out with them and do stupid stuff. Um, I got some really good footage, so I'll put out a good... good, uh, video for it. Nice. But um uh Joe, what's you been playing?
3: I haven't had too much time to play this week. Uh but I did jump on last night to play a little bit of Destiny 2. Uh I streamed for about an hour and just talked for a little bit and then uh that's about it. But I'm on vacation after tomorrow. So starting tomorrow night, I'm going to be playing a lot of games and I'm Literally right in the middle of purchasing Division Two to put on this brand new PC. So nice. Yeah. So I'm gonna be racking well, up. That. You
1: will enjoy it. Um, cover is your friend. <laughs> That's what you were saying, and I'm like, was that a it a tip? Uh, well, well, yeah. I mean, like, it was a big part of the first one, but like in this one, like, you will get mauled. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if you're standing there
0: shooting an enemy, like it's yeah. it, it. It's Are not they, a shooter like Destiny. It's more an RPG. It's an RPG. Yeah. And, um...
1: Yeah, you know, you you definitely got to, um... I mean, they put the cover system in there for a reason. and They really want people to play with it, it seems. Um, but no, I, I think you will enjoy House is so much loot. I dig that. You know when... Are they still bullet you know sponges? When know when... Not as when, much. No. No, no, no. They're not. Well, you, you know when... They're announcing Destiny 2, and Bungie put the video of like Cade saying there will be a ton of loot. I feel like he should have said in Division 2, because there's so much loot. It is everywhere. <laughs> it is
0: uh, It's really good. They're bullet sponges, uh, but it. with the armor. But the more you shoot a piece of armor, the more you're going to break that piece of armor. And yeah, then no, I mean, it's... you'll be doing more damage to that, character, that it, enemy. And plus, they
1: you know they they did a really good job revamping like how the enemy ai like reacts to taking damage too so it, uh, i wouldn't call them bullet sponges now
0: the the red regular enemies aren't bullet sponges the, the bosses and mini bosses are
1: a little bit yeah
2: but anyways uh i i played but I played both the betas, but I just I couldn't get into it. I felt like I was still playing the first gotcha. one, you know? I, I just got burnt out on it too quick.
0: But it's a different kind of, kind of game. You have to play it as an line, RPG you know? and not a shooter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah.
1: Chris, what, what I, you been playing?
2: Uh, nope. Not too much, actually. It's been super busy with everything else. Uh, but me and Joe did a little bit of... Uh, the, uh, yeah, I think it was like a
3: Saturday night. We went, went in there. Last weekend, right? Did some running around. Then I dragged him into regular Crucible. How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did <of> that go?
2: <laughs> Good times. <laughs> so we did... Uh, it, yeah. So we did that. I, I've done a little bit of Apex here and there. But other yeah. than that, I really haven't had time. I've just been... Super busy getting doing stuff <laughs> around mm-hmm. here, around the house.
1: Sarah. And- awesome. Um, awesome, awesome. Well, with that, um, Goku, do you want to take us through our um, mental health topic this week?
0: Sure. You had mentioned that you wanted to touch on work-life balance. Uh, we've done a couple episodes on burnout in the past. So this really touches on that particular aspect Uh, Because if we do not have work-life balance, we are more at risk of burning out. Um, When we talk about work-life balance, it's meaning that we need to have balance between our own personal lives, our social life, and work. And... In this day and age, with the advent of these things, we can be at work pretty much all the time. Even when we're out with our friends, we can just send in a quick email. But just doing that kind of takes us out of whatever we're doing. And people that say, oh, I can multitask, no, you cannot multitask. (laughs) You can... Rapidly switch between tasks, but you cannot do two things at once. And the more we do not have work-life balance, uh, the more we are at risk of burning out. And this is even more of a greater risk for millennials. Uh, I've talked about this in the past uh, previously. Uh, Millennials are the generation of burnout. They are very efficient In doing what they need to do, problem is the fact that they're very efficient means that work says, well, you can do more. And they tend to believe they need to reach a certain statue or a certain um, area in their life to achieve a certain uh, way of life, like their parents did, to mean that they have made it or that they're successful. Problem is, with today's economy, uh, it's almost or quasi-impossible for people to um, get to the same level of financial stability as their parents did, just because salaries have not kept up with inflation and cost of living. As such, we need to really understand what we need to do or some things that we need to look at for work-life balance. Uh, There have been some organizational psychologists that have defined or looked at workplace burnout, that have looked at what makes a good and productive employee, and they mentioned that they need to uh, organizations need to adapt themselves to the employee and not the other way around. So it's not the employee needing to adapt to the environment, but the environment that needs to adapt to them. Uh, they need to look at um, enhancing uh, certain ways of maybe uh, letting certain people go part-time for a while, while other employees might need to start earlier and leave earlier uh, two days in a week, uh, just because of certain life circumstances. Research has shown that um, employees that have more freedom at work, that are able to uh, work on their own schedules, that are able to define some of their own tasks, generally tend to be happier employees. generally generally tend to be more productive employees and generally become more loyal employees. In the mindset of an organization, that's a win-win for all of them. When we look at things that we can do to have a better work-life balance, when we look at work, One thing is stop feeling guilty about taking breaks. I know a bunch of people that work through their breaks, work through their lunch just because they say I have too much work. Those breaks are there for a reason and you need to have those breaks throughout the day. Um, you need to make break time more worthwhile. So, it's not taking a break in front of your computer, answering an email, going out and socializing and interacting with people. Um, you need to make the time that you are at work more efficient. You can, uh, we need to be aware of what's called work inertia. A lot of people say that when they're in a groove, they just want to continue working and they work through their breaks, and then they eventually crash. The workplace inertia is making sure that you're at a constant pace rather than uh, having a very fast burn. Um, For certain people, uh, their commutes can play a big part in burnout. Uh, when we look at a typical day, uh, the day is divided in thirds. It's eight hours for sleep, hopefully, eight hours for work, and then eight hours of free time. But if within that eight hours of free time, two hours of that is spent in commute, and then an hour or two of that is being spent on getting ready for work and making supper, then you only have four hours really of leisure time. So we kind of need to be aware of that, of how we can best um, allot our time. When you're looking for a job, uh, establish some non-negotiables, meaning that for certain people that may have families, saying that I'm not going to work nights or weekends because that's privileged time with my family. And while certain organizations may not uh, be willing to accommodate that, a lot of them are. Um, looking at the quality of life rather than the salary. We all know that we need a certain salary to survive. That's true. But working yourself to a, to the bone for 70, let's say $75,000 a year while a $60,000 a year or $65,000 a year job increases quality of life, taking the pay hit may be more beneficial in the long run. And trying to change things at work, making policy changes, making sure that uh, there's a possible wellness committee about certain social activities or uh, groups at work to engage other employees. At home, you want to privilege your time off, you want to privilege uh, your activities, time spent with friends and family those are all key aspects to uh, a good work-life balance
1: yeah and um, I, I think the other thing is not just like a time management but also like having a good balance on your emotions while you're at work mm-hmm. um, you know that, that that's that's another thing. It's not just, like, how are you going to spend your time, and how, how are you going to take your breaks, and like how are you going to decompress when you're home, you're home. But, like, also, like, like doing your best to try and keep work as much as you can at work. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it, especially your mental state after the day.
0: As much you know? as these things are, um, are useful, they're also very detrimental to... Um, mindfulness and detrimental to your abilities to relax. Oh, I just got a text from work or I got a email from work. Let me just answer that and you can get into a vortex that you lose an hour of your free time to work. And that's an hour of work that a lot of people are not not even paid for.
3: I know with my line of work uh, we have to be DOT certified we don't have to follow a particular uh, we're not CDL drivers but my company does require at least a minimum of 10 hours off in between work days so you could work up to 14 hours and that's where they cap you so a lot of companies are starting to recognize that people need that balance between work and life I mean, literally last year, a good friend of mine came into the office a short day for once. Uh, We we average about 10 to 12 hours every day, Uh, standard about 50 hours a week. Most people uh, run about 60, 65 hours. Now, we get paid for all the overtime and everything, but he came in early one day and actually logged out, was leaving. People were asking him questions. He goes, nope. I have a life. I'm going home. And that was it. That's but very good. It, it was very direct. And the point what I'm getting to is he recognized that work can consume you so much and could just take over your your life, essentially. Some people live, eat, and breathe their work. I mean, they're very passionate about it. You can't fault them for it, but there's got to be that that balance where you can unwind and untap, even if you're binge watching Game of Thrones when you get home until you fall asleep, just because the new season's coming out in a couple of weeks, <laughs> or doing there's a little little mini drop, uh, or playing a video game, just doing something to digress and play with your fam, you know, your family or go out with friends. I mean, you have to be have a an
0: outlet to unwind. Well, there was something that happened, I think it was back in the uh, 40s and 50s. Um, I don't remember exactly who had mentioned it, but they had mentioned that with the advancement of technology, they had believes the increase in productivity coming from technology and machines by the 1970s and 80s the 40 hour a work 40 hour per week uh work week would be down to 20 and people would be making the same amount of things as being as productive in 20 hours as they would be in 40 be paid the same thing because they would be paid per job rather than the, the hourly rate wage and they would have more time spent with their family And we all know how that worked. Corporations get greedy, and they say, well, you can do in 20 hours what used to take 40, so continue working 40, and we just doubled our productivity. And then the age of computers happened, and the millennials of being very resourceful and problem-solving, Being able to figure out ways to be extremely efficient are extremely productive, can finish tasks extremely quickly, but yet they need to continuously work more and more and more and produce more and more and more just because that's the nature of a lot of corporations. Uh, If you just look at, many companies have internal messaging uh, applications. I think you have mentioned that your company has one of those. I have one. Yeah. Prior to that, what did you need to do to speak to a colleague? Get off your ass. (laughs) Yeah, you you get up, you go (laughs) see the person, you ask the question, and then you chit-chat. You create bonds and links and relationships. So, what takes us maybe 15 seconds, 20 seconds to do, and we go back to work, the other person would take five minutes, 10 minutes. It's a micro break, they create a relationship, and they're a lot happier at work. But yet that gets frowned upon in many, many industries or many organizations
3: well I think a lot of some industries thinks that it actually cuts down on the efficiency at the workplace you know? yeah and there's no paper trail a lot of companies the company I work for they prefer you communicate through email just so there is a trail of the conversation and what was touched on and they make you tag 17 people in the yeah, region. To be hooked into this conversation even though it has nothing to do with them they still got a copy of it but I understand Probably what you would, mean building
0: relationships and yeah. It, yeah yeah. problem with that is the corporations don't really care about the employee they only really care about their bottom line uh, you see through you see through the curtain too do you yeah
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well Sarah's Sarah's required to do the same exact thing, but she actually uh, goes one step f- uh, further and actually prints all those out and keeps running folders so that if something was ever mm-hmm. to happen uh, with a nurse or you know, HIPAA or something like that, there's no chance that um, she'll not mm-hmm. have it. And then she files them with, like, I think it's Iron Mountain or but something. But do like you that. think that were all those little to, like, things form. add up? Oh yeah, they
3: do. But do you think they would fall into a category of like setting like uh, like manageable goals at work, like communicating with your peers or building a bond with mm-hmm. other people in the workplace?
0: There was something that came out uh, a little while ago. Um, I think I already talked about him previously. Um, guy named Simon Senek. So he he's a Uh, motivational, not necessarily motivational speaker, but he talks a lot about industry and uh, new industry with uh, the Millennials. And he mentioned that one thing that uh, not just the Millennials, but a lot of people in the workplace now that are unhappy, uh, the rate of anxiety, depression, burnout is growing exponentially with the fact of the lack of Um, positive and deep relationships in the workplace. And he had mentioned uh, going to a meeting. What most people do while they're waiting for a meeting is what?
3: Play on their phone.
0: Take this out. Ah! They talk, they do something, and the meeting starts, and they put their phone down, and that's what they do. Prior to having that cell phone, what would you do while waiting for a meeting? Exactly, you start to small talk
2: with with
0: the person next to you. And you build deep, meaningful connections that way.
2: I, I, you know, in my business, cell phones have been the greatest mm. addition and the worst at the same exact time. And then it, as far as burnout, too many hours, 90% of all accidents, is it's always mm. when, when somebody's rushed or it's getting, you know, we're working like crazy for that week and we're, we're going way over on hours. And then, you know nature, the, my business is, is you know, the guys work 12 hours, go drink for 6 and then come back in you know, after 4 or 5 hours sleep and then they're doing it all over again, you know so, the majority of the accidents are first thing in the morning or later on in mm-hmm. the week
0: when everyone's starting to get humans tired, have about 6 hours per day about of sustained attention. Six hours. When you factor that into a typical eight hour workday, so the, the typical nine to five, mm-hmm. workday starts at nine. Do most people start to work exactly at nine? <laughs> if you look at the nine to five, nine to Let's say you start at nine, but you don't necessarily start and sit down at your desk at nine. You go in, you go make a coffee, you go say hello to everyone, 15, 20 minutes or so, and then you sit down. Then you have a 15 minute break. Yeah, gotta settle in, I mean. Yeah, so you take that 15 minute break, takes you a couple minutes to settle, to settle back in after. Then you go do, you go take your lunch. Takes you a little while to, Settle back in after your lunch. Same thing for the last break. And then you finish at 5. Most people aren't done at 5. They're done at five, four, uh, 4.40 or 4.45. So they can start packing up the things to leave. So when you do the calculations, it's about 6 hours. That's your kind of peak efficiency. Anything over that you're cutting your efficiency and your proficiency down. And the longer you work, the more your proficiency is going down. And when we had the uh, episode with uh, Bife, he had mentioned about making a decision between school, YouTube, or social life or sleep. So he sacrificed social life and he sacrificed sleep because he feel, felt that those were the most importance. And he later realized the impact that would have. It's the same thing no matter what type of job you're in. I think the increased workloads
3: of a lot of jobs today and the pressure uh, to exceed at Whatever project you're doing or whatever job you're doing. I mean, I, I work in uh, sales and you guys know what I do and it's driven by that and constantly growing every year. Mm-hmm. 5 to 7%, even though the numbers we see are 17 to 23% growth. That alone, I see new people coming in who aren't who have not been around for a while and their stress level is through the roof and burnout becomes such a huge factor. Just last year, we lost 22 new employees to essentially burnout and stress. I mean, they could not handle the workload and the expectations of the role that they took on even though it was an introductory role, it was still too much for for them to handle, and they just burned out. I mean, their quality of life went down to nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. And people will put those people down, saying, "Oh, they're weak. They're unable to uh, oh, they deal with it. what's going yeah. on." Yeah, but really, take a look at what job they're doing, what tasks they're asked to do and compare that to what those tasks would be 20 years ago 30 years ago and look at how much they're producing compared to 20-30 years ago, how much more efficient they are the tools for work have evolved Humans have not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty fortunate. Like, I work for a fairly progressive company. So, I mean, like, we're encouraged to uh, take breaks and, um, you know, you know I get kind of a f- uh, flexible uh, schedule so I can work from home, at, you know, two to three days a week if I want. Like, tomorrow, I know I got stuff to do with my kids in the afternoon. I'm just going to work from home tomorrow, and it's not an issue. And that's a big a big bonus and benefit for me um you know stuff like that and you know I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I work for a company that that kind of provides um you know the their benefits with the thinking about the the well-being of the employee in mind um you know I just uh, like uh, that's just something that the, the companies of the the west and the the different industries need to kind of get back on board. With. Now, staying with that for a second, I just got a question for
3: you. Uh, since your company is uh, progressive and it's, it kind of lines up with the company I, I I work for, just for this aspect, do they have resources in place for employees there to reach out to maybe a counselor or a me- you know a mental health provider?
1: Um, yeah, it, it's done through our insurance program, right? Because we have what's called an EAP an employee mm-hmm. assistance program where, you know, you can, most of them, you know, this isn't going to be every EAP, but, you know, some of them elect to, to include the mental health with their packages where they can go see, um, periodically uh, go see, yeah, who, well, 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 no, I think it's, it's either three or five, the first three or five visits with a mental health professional, as long as they accept my insurance, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, you know, it's, it's free, you know, the first five visits. And then, you know, after that you would pay a, uh, a, a, uh, co-pay with them and if you're not sure if if your your company has an insurance program like that just just call your hr representative and ask them if you have an eap and if they don't know what an eap is and they shouldn't be working in hr
2: <laughs> there it is <laughs> i think in massachusetts i think in massachusetts now they have to carry it i don't think uh, um they can sell insurance here oh, um, Oh. Without including some uh, sort of, uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm I, not I, sure I think
1: that um, if you don't have insurance and you, or, or if you have the state-sponsored insurance in Massachusetts, which I think is called Mass Health, um,
0: yeah, uh, then it is. Oh, included that's the with best that.
2: insurance you but, can have. I can tell you that. I have to but say, no, I mean,
0: got, look, about yeah. a quarter of people that I see uh, and. I work in private practice which is very different than people that work say in a hospital or community mental health about a quarter of the people I see are coming to see me for burnout or work related issues that are impacting their mental health so they're coming to see me for depression, anxiety, trauma but the more we dig in the more we look at okay, well, you're working 80 hours a week. That's a problem.
3: Sometimes <laughs> people are juggling, you know, their careers and their personal life, it's going to be a challenge with those two balances. I mean, if, if you can set limits and look after yourself, you can probably achieve a... a pretty healthy work-life balance that works for you. It's just you have to be able to do recognize a few things if, if you're not being overwhelmed or if you're being too consumed with work that you're sacrificing too much of your personal life. Like sleep, uh, proper health or a diet or T- you know time with yeah. your family or loved ones or
2: whatever have you well that that was a big part of you know I think we talked about this a little bit before, but you know uh, I think actually on one of the streams, I would, was making a lot of changes in my health and that sort of thing, and uh, I was probably um Right after Thanksgiving or so, you know, I, I made the decision that you know I'm I'm not going to keep working the way I, I am. If I can, I'm only going to do four days a week. Uh, Christopher's not still not doing a hundred percent. I was going through a lot. Quitting smoking. Oh man, quitting really smoking sucks. Gave me a the run moment for my money. You know, in the end, it's uh, a, it's a,
1: it's a great thing. But yeah, that was. God. That was uh.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I still miss it now, but that played a huge part in it. And I kind of like when when I was going when I was going through the the peak of quitting smoking, I, I pretty much had a breakdown at work. I mean, I you know I lost it, and I'm like, and it, I took like a week a week and a half off and really reflected on things. And I'm like, you, you know, it's not worth it. But I'm also I'm very lucky and. The way that uh, you know, I had the capabilities doing that. Some people right. were forced to cover our lifestyles, right? I mean, if you got to work, you got to work. Not everyone can can take a day off, you know. You know or they can, right? But then that means they're going to run behind on a bill, and then you you're taking on a whole another stress. It, it's a it's a snowball effect. It's just. Sometimes
1: there's no easy way out. I, I'm very lost. really kind of keep in mind that you know we
0: we work to live
1: and not vice versa.
0: Hmm. It, it's very true. Um, a lot of people will focus their lives on work, saying, "I'll rest when I'm on vacation," or "I'll rest when uh, I'll I'll be retired." But I'll sometimes right we'd on. never really get to that part.
1: Yeah, you need to rest now.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember uh, my dad had mentioned um, one of his colleagues was always saying, oh, I can't wait till I, I'm retired. I can't wait till I'm retired. I'm going to do all of these things.
1: You're not going to have the energy to, to yeah. do it. And, <laughs> <you start gonna laughs> and he finally
0: retired, and he was so ecstatic and happy to do all the things that he'd been putting off. Three to six months into his retirement he got a terminal cancer diagnosis and within a year he had passed. Within a year of him retiring he died and wasn't able to do anything he wanted to do. And it's a stark reminder of How it's important to look at today rather than looking at next week or next year.
1: Well, I mean, it's just a constant reminder that we are here like for a very, very, very short time. (laughs) You know, Um, like you would need the most. It's a high-tech microscope if you put time on a on a piece of paper to zoom in incredibly far to see how long we're actually here for it you know so I mean yeah I mean I, I just know for me I can't I'm when when I'm done working I'm done working same <laughs> it's time to go I got I got two kids a wife and a wife um, you know this if you don't get something done one day at work mm-hmm. and then you guess what It'll be
0: there tomorrow. <laughs> Even in my line of work where I could be at work or working almost 24 7, I make a point to set about maybe a half hour per evening to say all right, I'm gonna answer emails for this amount of time. And that's it. If it's something that is an emergency, they have all of the emergency contacts for mobile crisis and helplines. I can't be there 24-7. But I also need to take care of me. That's,
2: that's definitely one thing in my business. We fight with about all the time because we're in people's houses. They just assume that all your time is their time. So they'll call you know, and it, I, oh, it's it, relentless, absolutely relentless because they're just, especially, you know, if they're a working family, so they're at work and then you know, when they come home, that's when they get all stressed out about everything that's going on in the house, right? So that's when they want to call you, is <laughs> when you're at home, you know? And if you don't answer, it's, it, it's a constant battle. I, I don't deal with it too much anymore, because I'm more doing, you know, different kind of clientele. But um, some people are just, they get murdered by homeowners. I mean and you know people are stressed out so they're on the verge you know of having nervous breakdowns sometimes you know they don't have a kitchen for 2 weeks so tensions are running high or you know they're they're stressed out and <laughs> the kids are miserable the wife's miserable so then the husband's miserable so it all comes back on you you know so Absolutely. And
1: it's tough. um it's definitely tough does
0: that um does anybody else want to add anything for our mental health topic i think that kind of Wraps us up on on the topic. We yeah. we could go on for for it, a long that, time. That's for, a good
1: bow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But let's um let's move on to some gaming news. Um, so Goku, you and I have been playing the Division Two because it finally fully released.
0: Yes, and li- like I mentioned, I am really liking Division Two. It's more of Division One, but the good part of Division One. It's a new setting, <laughs> but um, oh my god. I'm really liking it. No more snow. No more snow. It's more colorful. (laughs) Although I kind of miss the the snow a little bit. (laughs) I don't. I have it ready to download right now.
2: You would. We're actually in
0: t shirt weather right now. Uh, It's actually over freezing. (sighs) Uh, We actually had a. I think it came up to like 13 degrees Celsius today. It was like, what the hell is this? Convert
1: that. Convert that. (laughs) For that, no, it's not an American <laughs> show. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, you with the nail on the head, they kept all the good stuff from the first one and got rid of the bad stuff. Um, but they, um, yeah, no, they, they've just done a, a really, a really good job. Um, the, uh, the graphics, the settings, like it's. You could still definitely tell it's a division game, but you know it's, it's definitely a big upgrade. A lot of quality of life improvements.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cover system runs so much smoother now. Menu systems uh, are a little they, finicky, I find. Um.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the first
0: week. Yeah. So, and, and I've been having um, some performance issues with uh, my PS4 Pro, and well, I think I'm I, not the, the only one. Uh, people are kind of running into frame dips and slowdowns and. The first night it was playing at like console. Yeah, it's not. It's not anthem level (laughs) bad. (laughs) Exactly.
1: So I, I'll tell you one thing. uh, Anthem's release was the best thing
0: that happened to Ubisoft. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and just for you wondering, uh, it's fifty-five degrees Fahrenheit. Thank you. Oh my god, you did
1: convert it. That is that is, <laughs> well, but yeah, no, I am. Um, I'm. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to level thirty because every, everyone I've. I'm. I'm at like level twenty three now. I think. Um, but everyone I know that has reached thirty have all
0: said like mm. the game completely opens up. Yeah, I'm at only 30. at rank so, seven, and I'm just exploring every nook and cranny. But that's, yeah. the, tend to, that's I, yeah, the way I, mean, I like, run open world games is I have to clear the map. <laughs> so it tends yeah, to you know, take me a I, while I'm, to, to I'm the, finish open world games.
1: I'm the exact same way and like I uh, but the one of the things I do like is that the side missions are amazing. They're like just shy of like a full mission. Um so they're you know, they're most of them are longer
0: than what you think of for side missions. Mm. I like the um, NPC I- interaction of just the random oh people God. carrying stuff to a depot
2: yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. walk up and to so-
0: them and they'll react to you, "Oh, it's a Division agent." And you walk with them and say, "Oh, we have a Division w- agent with us." And then it starts off a-, a hidden side mission.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so like I I spent a couple hours the other night um and I literally just followed this same group around for, like, two hours. This group of, like, three friendly NPCs. And, like, we, we probably killed, like, a hundred enemies and um, other gaming stuff. Yeah, there's a new um, trailer that came you, out today. Yes, for Battlefield Five Firestorm, their Battle Royale mode. And it looks fun. Mm-hmm. I'm ca- very cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I,
0: I don't think it's going to take the place of Apex.
1: No 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 and I I think they know that and I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I think this is the, this is just about content mm-hmm. for I think they're um, still actually players. working
0: on it the weekend before it, it's launched because they know that their um, uh, their um, menu system is kind of bad. <laughs> I'll tell you what in the way that
3: anthem was the best thing for Ubisoft. Apex was the best thing for EA. Because even though Anthem is not doing well they have Apex. Yeah. And And they just released
0: their uh, season one as well with a new character. They did. That new character looks interesting. Me too. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I actually got my first win the other. uh, I think last week, me and Austin were playing with a random, and I got my first win.
1: Oh, nice! There you go.
0: It it looks interesting. I'm
1: hoping the battlefield. Yeah, I mean the you know the the graphics definitely look very, very battlefield and. I mean, you know, so it's got all the vehicles and whatnot to make it battlefield-esque. So, I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. the The map looks huge, looks
2: massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ten times, ta- ten times bigger. Than we shall see. in that, I think else. that
1: that um, goes live on March the twenty fifth, which okay. is Monday.
2: Yes, Monday. I haven't even jumped in the multiplayer mm-hmm. that battlefield. Yet,
0: um, and last week we got a new addition to uh, Destiny 2, the the next installment for their uh, annual pass. Yes, it's the season of the what? Season of the Drifter, which is, uh, the expansion is called Joker's Wild. Mm-hmm. And it, I really like it. Uh, I'm a fan of Gambit. If you're not a fan of Gambit, then it might not kind of... Uh, be in your wheelhouse, but I've always been a big fan of Gambit. I love and Gambit it. Gambit Prime is really fun, and Reckoning. I've only done Reckoning Tier One. I've seen some Tier Two and Tier Three, and it looks amazing.
3: Tier Two is such a brutal battle. Oh my gosh! I'm struggling with that one right now,
0: and I'm and, and Tier Three like
3: 620 or uh, 670.
0: You're locked out of Tier Three until you reach 680. Yeah, well, I
2: mean, Joe, you couldn't well, get me you through and the first Adam. one. But I'm Adam's, under Adam's his own handicap when we
0: all <laughs> play together. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, and, I am uh, and uh, like Tier 3, uh, I, I don't five, know if they're going to be switching maybe? bosses like, um, kind of week on week or something, uh, but the first Tier 3 boss was a Shadow of Oryx. Oh. So the... The small little orcs that you played in the uh, Taken Thanks. King campaign. It's one of those. Again. Oh, man. And That's they had one. They had Nocris in Tier 1. Another so I'm, thing. I'm liking that they're kind of bringing back some familiar names. And we had the. Mm hmm. Another thing I, I
2: noticed, I thought was really interesting, and, and nobody's talked about, or maybe they have. I just haven't heard it. But is uh, that live? Like Gambit project is, yeah. next yeah. week. Like, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's, we, it's we, live. Oh. I, I thought I saw it in the menu. Yeah, and uh, how cool would that be? We could, <laughs> you know, read the project could take hey, on
0: some, ne- next uh, Pod Clash. You
2: know, other podcasts podcast or something. Just saying. Just, you know just what we, need we need to get a hold of uh at over
3: Xanafian, at, uh, Plant Tita Destiny Wilson. try and uh work out something for a uh, Gambit Gambit Prime uh little Gambit Prime little Tournament. Days. Yep. There you go. I,
2: yeah.
3: I never no, said that over the one percent the, <laughs> the problem is
2: that they like, <laughs> somebody else they, they fully stacked <laughs> their
0: teams. <laughs> Like, oh, we're bringing. It's it back not
1: a joke around. They pod. stacked. They like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that uh. Oh, the Trevor
3: dude, Project we were spawn locked brutal. in the pod clash last that year team. when we got to that round. I think it was like right at the end. Oh, dude, we were spawn locked from those grenade
0: launchers. They just we couldn't even move. But In D2, they also released the uh, Thorn quest. I started that. Uh, I'm on it now. Uh, I, I like that they return to the D1 quest for Thorn. Capturing uh, hardronic essence and sapphire wire and plasteel plating. Yep. I thought that was kind of cool.
3: It's a long quest, though. I mean, it almost feels like it's
0: longer than the last word. That they added as well is the uh, zer, zer quests. So the um, from nine. the nine and the emissary, yeah. almost like the uh, blind well um, activities you could do. You would get those weekly um, lore entries from the queen. Now you get them for Drifter and the nine. And I can't wait. Will they're they're going to be taking through that story? Oh, well, it's uh, not going to be uh, Trials of the Nine. I'll tell you that. No, but we we had done the um, discussion on the Drifter, and right now Drifter is one of the most interesting characters. Did you See the stats the for the allegiance that they did. It was like seventy no,
3: percent of the community or the player base sided with him during that allegiance thing. Seventy, like, four percent of the player base <laughs> yeah. and, like, sixty-seven percent of the uh, overall, I don't remember what the other stat was, but... Yeah. I, I did Vanguard. <laughs> he's a great character. I did, too. I did Vanguard. I have Dredgen. I don't wear the title, but, dude, come on. He is, dude, but he, like, he's... He's evil. Even though it's an interesting storyline and it it's a nice disruption from, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: But it makes, him, it makes He can him tell he's a shady character. He's shady. But he
3: does have some some good info and everything, and I think mm-hmm. it's a good a good uh, ease into what's coming, hopefully coming down the pipeline with wielding light and dark powers and this and that for evolving the game into the next chapter. you know what I mean with the uh, the next collapse or whatnot, the next big big taken king thing. You no, know, it's got to go somewhere. It- Better not be a <laughs> Destiny three. Yeah, I'm just Destiny saying. Three next saying year. right now.
2: <laughs>
1: it's gonna be a ten year project. <laughs> it's almost
0: there. <laughs> <like, laughs> but now that Bun- Bungie is independent, it's gonna be interesting where they go. They're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to do one more. Yeah, I don't think they
2: can just keep building off this, which is what we'll I see what they do. somebody. But I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> that kind of you know, takes us, uh, yeah. Go ahead.
0: through kind of the 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 gaming news that we had. I don't know if you had anything else to to add, Joe. Or? As far as
3: gaming news, the only thing I really had to really discuss is the announcement of Google's console. Yes, I saw that uh, it's not I wouldn't uh, even call it a console it's just a streaming platform
0: it, it streams through your web browser using YouTube yeah that's 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 a thing
3: but it can uh, you can yeah. buy their controller
0: so, that yep. connects directly well, to their servers that apparently cuts down significantly on input latency. Yeah, and it the controller
3: itself.
2: Go ahead. Well, I, yeah, I, I think it still has a bra. Yeah. I think it still has a console, or the, maybe it was just a different uh, picture, There's but, no console. And they, it's going to stream It's 4K, using their, their data centers. 1080p, yeah.
0: 60 frames. So it, it's an app. It's an app on your web browser. Right. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: So, but here's the thing: if you don't have a gigabyte connection, yeah, you, don't, you, you can't even think about doing that. There's I don't. No I way. think they had mentioned it, it, that they feasible. were using
0: uh, worst case scenarios Maybe. for devs, and uh, in mm-hmm. terms of what is the minimum requirement uh, they can use, and that would be kind of their test bench. Yeah, I you are not streaming 4K. Yeah, they're order, saying like, failed, didn't it? it it's, 25 it's megabits even, per no second uh, should give you 1080p yeah. 60. That's their recommended.
2: Yeah, I ain't buying that. I, you can't even do Twitch <laughs> 1080p. 60. You can't even stream that if you're only at I think that's going, going with, with no, their with own Chris YouTube the compression. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But Yeah. And so it's everything I'm seeing, it it, so it it could be a game changer, right? For people who, who mm-hmm. well, yeah. So if you don't have a lot of money, this is a game changer. Who knows? Maybe maybe you'll do a 48-hour rental. Well it's like you know, um, Maybe it'll bring back rentals. You want to see if you like a game? Pay na- nine ninety nine, you get it for two days. Mm-hmm. You don't want like it, you know. And if you it, decide to like buy, it, it's like PlayStation
0: Now worth or worth it. Um, not, Nvidia's it GeForce Now. Um, I don't know if you know what the GeForce Now is. You can rent a gaming PC. So, d- how much you pay per month? it equals a better gaming yeah. PC that streams, that plays the game, then streams it over the internet to your own computer. I definitely think it could be a game changer. Whether or not it, it
2: succeeds or not, I think comes down to exclusives, right? So the one thing Sony has had that has kept them at the top of the game it has always been their exclusives. That's... Well,
3: there was... There was an article recently saying that PlayStation is going to start allowing PC uh, gaming on their game well, with their game uh, catalog. Uh,
0: uh, with PlayStation with,
3: Now. With PlayStation
0: Now. Right. But you still need to go through PlayStation, PlayStation now. Now.
2: now. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean that that. Well, of course, you know. Right. It's still getting paid for that. So my. Microsoft doesn't care because but they. Something own they came that, out with Microsoft own, that they seems interesting everything. is they're putting <laughs> Xbox Live on the Stony.
0: Nintendo Switch. Now, that is interesting. I don't get that. Right.
2: Again, they X, Microsoft has absolutely nothing to lose, right? They, they, they have nothing to lose by sharing. Mm -hmm. Sony, the only thing they have is their exclusive content. Having Xbox Live on the Switch is going to be a
0: very big game changer for Microsoft. Now, now why is that? Because the Switch is the perfect handheld portable console.
2: Portable, Portable
0: device, yeah.
2: But... You know, there's already smartphones that. No, do like and
0: the they're not necessarily comfortable to play on. Yeah. Because so you're not playing with It's a matter of
2: time switch. Uh, look at the. look. It at is. The new Asus. But you're still the playing with uh,
0: the touch screen.
2: But. That's a $1,000. Nope. It has two controllers that go right on the end, just like a switch. It, it, and it's like a. Uh, 90 Hertz yeah, and the Switch rate. is cheap, but it's over a thousand dollars. Yeah,
0: right because the, the price right now, comes down, down on the phone 250 the, the away. 299 it's dirt cheap. Yeah, it's, it's dirt cheap. Yep, yep.
2: Oh, That's I, no I brain love of my kids. Switch, I mean, it absolutely no no brainer.
1: The Switch is incredible.
0: My daughter. Yeah, we were talking about um, Xbox Live coming to the Switch.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. I'd like to play Halo on
3: my Switch. <laughs> I'm gonna get the Master Chief Collection on PC. Hmm. I would love to play uh, all the Halos over again, and just having the option of that cope that the co-play through the campaign too. I mean. That that franchise, those those first couple games, oh, set yeah, the yeah. standard for first person shooters in the, this
2: generation of first person shooters. I mean, a lot of but it was Microsoft, built
0: off of it. Microsoft.
2: Uh, to be honest, I'm surprised consoles have held on as long as they have. I, I think it's just it's because it's it's simple and they're cheaper. But eventually, with the way PCs are going, that I mean the price of PCs have come way down. Unless you're yeah, buying a
1: $3,000 graphics card. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, at the end of, the, at the, end of the, the day as well, I mean, like, even with how they've come down, like, to play, like, a really decent game on a good PC, I mean, you're still spending, you know, six
0: $700 at least. But you're also getting you know. a computer.
2: Yeah, but... But, but yeah, and you're smoking a you're smoking a console, you know. You you're doing twice, three times the work at just a you know a hundred and fifty dollars more. Well, I mean, and, you know, in a way, it's and I, I don't know. and I you also got to think of, of like, at the majority buy, of
1: consoles. Sort of who thing. are they bought for? They're bought for children. They're bought for kids. So, right. what's one thing a parent really doesn't have to monitor as much with? the console because i mean unless 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 you got the weird kid that well, really I, yeah. wants to hurt themselves by trying to browse the internet with a with a ps4 controller <laughs> <laughs> you know but like at the end of the day for me like i used to be a huge pc gamer like that's all i did uh, i only pc gamed and, um, but I kind of got to a point where, like, I was spending a lot of money upgrading my hardware and stuff. I'm also not a graphics snob. I really don't graphics, like, the, like, the Mass Effect and Drama thing. It really didn't bother me that much. I really don't care. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'll just do a console because that's a dedicated piece of hardware that I really don't have to fine tune.
0: You put I the game the in and piece. you're good. You don't need to worry exactly. about drivers. I don't
1: or... even put, I don't even put a disc in anymore. I just download it off the internet. <laughs> Of a PlayStation, like I don't, you know. So I think, I think for me, you know, consoles still, still have their tried and true purpose. Uh, Doctor Goku, do you want to take us through our character analysis
0: this week? Sure, it's a good one. We had a a very interesting character this week.
1: Uh, Yeah, and we, we, we also had some interesting choices. Mm -hmm. So, so who were the choices from Alfred from Batman? Mm -hmm. Um. Captain Marvel, Miles Morales from Spider-Man. Yeah. And, Into the Spider-Verse is an uh, amazing movie, and, by the way. And, and uh, Gwen Stacy was the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and to much of our surprise, and happiness and joy, <laughs> um, Alfred from Batman won.
0: Yeah, I, I would have thought Alfred. either Miles or Captain Marvel would have won just because... they're surprised
1: Captain Marvel didn't win. Because I saw Captain Marvel. That movie's amazing.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go see it this weekend. So no spoilers. But I'm happy Alfred won just because I'm a uh, big Batman fan, as you can kind of see behind there.
3: (laughs) Oh, wait, let me get my meyer
0: glass. Oh, yeah, there is a Batman back there. Yeah, there's the uh, (laughs) Dark Knight, um, Christian Bale and three collectors from the uh, Arkham series over there.
3: <laughs> oh nice. Awesome.
0: You need to bring that so, shelf um, closer. Yeah. Gonna, like,
2: highlight those. Awesome.
1: Alfred Pennyworth. Now, uh, now are you are are you doing Alfred Pennyworth the complete character? Are you doing movies, comics, books? Um, mainly what are, what, going, on going on
0: comics. Because cool. I mean, movies, they Before don't really go into going, their backstory. His backstories. No, no, no. I'm going to go kind of really. comics.
1: Before you go into it, who is everyone's favorite Alfred from the movies? Who do you think played Alfred? Your your favorite? Oh God! Uh, because we got the the Alfred that you saw in the Michael Keaton movies, who was really a um very very much mimicked the Adam West's mm-hmm. um, Alfred. Um. Then you also had Michael Caine from the
0: Christian Bale movies and uh, Armie recently
1: Hammer. had Jared.
0: What isn't? It, no, it's not Army Hammer. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons was the
1: last one, and he, uh, for me, he's been my favorite reincarnation. And there's of Alfred.
0: I'm going to talk about it soon, but there's a new one coming out.
1: <laughs> right, right, um, but like, um, but Jeremy Irons was my favorite. Same I here. Seeing them more. Seeing um, Michael Caine was like very, very much his butler.
0: Yeah, very
1: much his. You know, you kind of help out on the side work and stuff like that.
0: Um, For me, over- it's, from it's still Keaton. Batman: The Animated Series. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they
0: they had nice. movies, so they, it counts, right? <laughs> right. Now, what about there the Gotham go. TV show?
2: Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I think Boop (laughs) is reading my mind. Boop from chat, he's like, does Alfred from uh, Gotham count? And that was the first thing that came in my head. He was like a military special ops guy.
0: Yeah, he was a bad man. I'll touch into that. There you go. (laughs) Alfred Pennyworth, uh, he's the ever-present character in the Bat Family. Uh, He's changed considerably over his seventy-five-plus year history. Uh, His he first appeared in Batman number sixteen as Alfred Beagle, the bumbling butler to Batman and Robin. He was created by Bob Kane and Donald Clow, uh Cameron, but sporting a very different look to what we know now. He was a very rotund and clumsy individual, originally slated to be the comic relief for the series, but was later changed to the essential character we now know and love in Detective Comics number 83 in 1944. To lose the weight and to mirror the movie serial's portrayal, Alfred went on vacation to a health spa and came back slimmer, sporting the pencil-thin mustache that defines the character's look. Yes, they actually retconned and changed his his look by him going to a health spa. You went on vacation? <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as with all comic book characters, Alfred has changed and evolved over the years, given the number of reboots in the DC universe, a la Pre-Crisis, Post-Crisis, uh, Infinite Crisis, New 52, and Rebirth, and DC continuity is... its Yeah, it's DC continuity. Uh, while the stories are all familiar uh, and have a similar um, backstory they tend to have some slight differences. He's been played by a number of people in live action and uh, is now going to have his own TV series called Pennyworth, starring Jack Bannon as young Alfred. Uh, The series will follow Alfred's early life prior to being part of the Bat family. While the character is a fan-favorite now, in the 1960s he was actually killed off in Detective Comics 328 and replaced by Aunt Harriet. However, this only lasted about two years when Alfred was revived without any real mention. So, comics. Uh, There were also a few times where Alfred was killed and became the villain known as Outsider. Uh, The Silver Age of comics was a very special place in the world of comics. The story of Alfred most people know uh, comes from the melding of his pre-crisis and post-crisis backstories following the events of Infinite Crisis. Alfred uh, Theodis Crane Pennyworth is a former British intelligence officer, field medic, and trained Shakespearean actor, and took on the mantle of valet to the Wayne family following his father, Jarvis Pennyworth, dying request. Alfred has been with Bruce since birth. And has become his, um, has become like a second father and conscious to the traumatized young man following the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Alfred has helped build the Batman mythos and has also, also helped raise countless others in the family, such as Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and now Bruce's son, Damien Wayne. Alfred's many skills have been invaluable to Bruce over the years. His theatrical training has helped Bruce uh, refine his various covers, all the while also impersonating Bruce over the phone if needed. His medical training has helped mend Bruce through countless battles, all the while mostly eliminating the need for any hospital visits. It is also alluded that Alfred is skilled in a variety of other fields, such as rose breeding, computer programming, electrical engineering, chemical engineering, mechanical engineering, nanotechnology, and biotechnology. So, kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, Like in the Marvel Universe, the DC Universe also holds a multiverse, which has changed and modified certain characters. Some interesting interpretations of Alfred include, in the Injustice Gods Among Among Us storyline, which ties to the um, uh, video games, when Superman goes rogue and is trying to kill Batman, Alfred ingests a 5U-93R pill, which gives a person superhuman strength. He subdues Superman, breaking his nose and beating him down. We also have Earth-1 Alfred, uh, who was part of the Royal Marines and met Thomas Wayne in the Middle East during a deployment. During a battle, Alfred saved Thomas's life, but uh, losing his right leg in the process. While visiting his dear friend in Gotham, Thomas and Martha were killed, and Alfred shockingly found out he was Bruce's legal guardian, keeping watch on the little boy, and helping him become the Batman. Alfred is a very resilient individual. He's gone through and seen multiple traumas throughout his life. Seeing his dear son go out every night to risk his life takes a toll on a person, as uh, Alfred does see Bruce as his adopted son. At one point, this was uh, too much for even him to bear as he uh, tendered his resignation when Bruce refused to take time to heal following his injuries in the Nightfall storyline where Bane broke Batman's back, rendering him a paraplegic. Psychological resilience is something I've talked about in the past for certain characters. It's the ability to cope with trauma or crisis in a productive way where the individual can return to a pre-crisis state rather quickly. They can remain calm during a crisis and can move on from the events without any long-term negative consequences. Certain traits are held by people that are psychologically resilient, such as a positive attitude, optimism, the ability to regulate emotions and the ability to see failure as a form of of helpful feedback. These traits all define Alfred as well as his trademark dry humor, which is also a form of psychological resilience and coping. The character is an invaluable part of the Batman family and shows how someone can be resilient even when faced with the unimaginable horrors of Gotham City. And that is Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, I did go into a, a lot of his backstory, because there is a lot. In uh, some some history, he has a daughter, some he doesn't, and it's kind of convoluted, a la comics.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, I was really excited that he won. He's such a cool character. He's I love his one-liners. Um,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, uh,
1: um, but, uh, in in, in like, like we were talking about, like some of the actors' portrayals of them in the of him in the movies have have been good. Like I feel like each portrayal kind of like takes a different, a different outfit from you know seventy five years Batman's been around. Um, you know. So, um, but there's there's. So much more to his story, and, you know, in the comics and whatnot. Um, but he's such a badass, <laughs> Joe. You,
0: you mentioned don't, don't his uh, his one-liners. One of my favorites was in Batman: The Animated Series, where um, Alfred said uh, that he drew uh, Bruce a bath, and when Bruce looked at the bathtub, there was no water inside, and Bruce turned said. What kind of what the hell? And Alfred shows him a picture of a bath. He says, "I, sir, I drew you a bath." <laughs> <laughs> I just found that hilarious. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
3: He's a good character, but I I, I really like the Jeremy Irons one. Yeah, he played him oh, very he, very well.
1: He was so good. Um, I don't know, just uh, he did really good. Plus, it's Jeremy Irons.
0: <laughs> um, I'm interested to see what they're going to be doing with the um, the Pennyworth uh, series, yeah, and you know. I'm
3: really curious. I'm gonna watch it when it comes out, of course, but it it makes me wonder if it's gonna go along the lines of he was a special ops, you know, soldier in the British Army, and you know that whole background that they developed in the Gotham series, or if well, it's gonna be him and his twin brother from you know the uh, wasn't it George Clooney movie where he had the twin brother. Uh, I,
0: I I hope they go into the actual comic backstory where he's, like, the actor, the field medic, and the uh, MI5 agent.
3: That's like a triple threat.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I man, Alfred's, like Alfred's, doing...
0: doing... <laughs> Alfred's a really interesting character. Absolutely.
1: Um... Joe, you want to take us through some uh, some community news? There's can, yeah, because I know last episode when we we had um, our guest on and we just ran we went way too late, so we <laughs> kind of skipped over. How did? Um, not me tell everyone how the uh, the uh, the take this stream went? It went uh, pretty good. Uh,
3: everybody had a good time. We had a uh, pretty good turnout. A lot of people uh, came and. Uh, too dim for it i think we made we almost broke uh, 700 in total donations but as you and you know we can't tell people enough it's not about the donations you know we care more about uh people getting something out of the episodes uh my favorite block for the entire thing was when uh, hydro came on and was talking about training what it takes to train uh Assist service dogs and uh, emotional support oh, dogs service or dogs. animals. Yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, it was so. She might have been nervous. But she it was, was great. So nervous.
2: It <laughs> She's was, like, it's gonna be oh bored. But I mean, she nailed
3: it. It yeah. was incredible hearing about that. That that's the one main one that sticks out to me. That really, really was really interesting for me but uh, we had a uh, shirt campaign uh, that goes hand in hand with uh, most of our streams and that one we actually did break the minimum to have it go to print but unfortunately uh, someone's payment was declined and we weren't notified until after the fact and the campaign ended so it never went to print but we went ahead and actually put a permanent shirt up and put it up on the uh, Design by Human site and you can find it there and it will be on the website by this weekend to access to. Awesome.
2: That's awesome because I think yeah, that's it one really of nice. the better ones that's come out so far.
1: He always does such a great job. Dude. He did a
2: great job on that one. Yeah. No, he does, but I don't know for some reason that, that one good. really caught my eye um and
3: then me. outside of that, uh we've been going pretty strong on the let's talk streams uh <laughs> it's our only our second one, but they yeah, are I couldn't join last week because I was coughing up a lung excuses. <laughs> I say you playing video games. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, yeah, two if of them not wouldn't have been pretty.
3: <laughs> just teasing, but no, they. It's a great, great, uh, great time and great experience. Uh, Sentinel made it on for this past one. Uh, Chris was on. Bailey, one of our uh, mental health professional team members, uh, she was on, and I, I really enjoy them. It's just a real talk about mental health topics, and it. boop was on there we uh this past episode we were talking about uh, adhd and boop actually came on and talked with us about his experiences with it and uh, i mean he, he does so much great stuff in the community and out i mean he really learned how to take something that hinders him from learning learn from it and actually was able to develop ways to teach train people at his in his line of work at a slower pace that they could get and help them achieve and if you haven't been able to tune in uh, we encourage everybody in the chat to join in the conversation you know be a part of it with us you know we we (laughs) We wouldn't love anything more than to have a you know, real, real talk with absolutely everybody. So always feel free to uh, join in on those chats, and uh, we do those on opposite weeks from when we do the podcast. So next Thursday we'll we'll be doing another one of those, and we haven't talked about a topic yet. But
1: and and if anyone wants to suggest a topic, just feel free to hit us up in
2: Discord or Twitter or mm-hmm. wherever. Yes. Yep. Uh, and yep. those are available on YouTube, correct? So, yeah, if anybody missed it. And I, I can't say enough good things about Boop uh, that night. It was super interesting listening to everything he had to say, listening to Same. his story. I mean, I had to work the <laughs> next morning and I stayed up way too late. I mean, even after the stream, we just we kept talking. I, I could have talked to him for another. Two three hours about that, and uh, I so yeah, I mean I think absolutely. it would be great but to even have him on again. Uh, I, that topic is just so, yeah, important. Um, yeah, it really I is. I mean,
3: really you nailed it right there. I mean, so. it's a great addition to the content and having that real talk with people because people don't talk about it enough. You know, talk about these topics and you know have these discussions and. That's all a part of learning and making something that, you know, people can take something away from it, you know, not knowing something in the past and coming out of these episodes, having these conversations with professionals and other people and feeling like you were, you contributed to the conversation and learned something from it.
2: Yeah. I think it was really cool having Bailey there too Bailey's because the she kind of on the other side of it you know so you know being like yeah but you know like her being like kind of coming from the teacher background and was so she, you know she that looks at it a little differently than I think yeah, all of us do yeah. so that was pretty interesting B- B- yeah, Bailey's
1: just awesome <laughs>
2: <laughs> that'll be my uh, she's next an absolute tattoo rock star she really Bailey is, is awesome. Bailey's
1: a rock. Bailey's a rock star.
2: No,
3: Bailey is awesome. <laughs> oh, it could be talking about Irish. Now yeah, let me know how know. that goes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> have it written
1: in like Hungarian. <laughs> Hungarian. <Somewhere like laughs> you will <that>. never know. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese it,
2: writing it, it, or whatever. It's a great time, and uh, you know, please, uh, uh,
3: if you if you have the time uh stop in and chat with us we'll we'll keep people posted on uh, our social medias and in the discord of course uh when they're happening and it's just opposite thursdays than the podcast so tune in for that and also this next weekend is pax east and at pax east this year is it next weekend already? it is it is and it Jeez. came up quick Mm -hmm. I thought it
1: was like a month away.
3: I thought it was two weeks away. myself. (laughs) But this year, uh, Chris and I will be there. I will be there Friday, and you can find me at the TakeThis.org booth. I'm one of the psychomancers this year. And after uh, I'm done uh, helping volunteer at the Hope booth, I will be on the floor for the rest of the time. And I'm doing something special after the convention ends with... uh, our good friend ken hall and uh but if you find chris or i chris will chris you're there on saturday and sunday right
2: yeah i'll be there all day saturday and so then uh again on sunday i will be with getting with son, chris so on friday maybe uh, thursday night we'll who there. knows uh, find
3: one of us on the floor and we mm-hmm. will have some Project Guardian patches on us to give out to people that come up and say hi, so please, come say hi to us we're around, I stand out like a sore th- thumb in a crowd come find me and we'll have a chat
2: <laughs>
3: and these patches awesome. uh, I posted them on uh, yeah. these our Twitter account these patches were made by uh, Nerd Needle and she did a great job on them. I actually, I just put a new desk up.
2: Yeah. The nerd's in chat, too. Uh, what days are you there, nerd? Are you there all every day?
3: I'd lose my head if it wasn't screwed on.
2: You're going to be there Friday and Sunday, right? Uh, speaking of Day, those patches, Friday and, and uh, yeah. okay. with Bailey,
0: we need to get those cardigans awesome. done. You got <sighs> some sort of you, man. Oh, it, it's, the, do, the, it's the therapist uniform.
2: It should, be, it should be a cardigan. I did that vest. as a joke. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I did that as a joke, and then after I made the. <laughs> the the, the no, Joe's that actually, actually doesn't look that bad.
1: If we weren't streaming, he'd be cussing at it. <laughs> I know the real Joe. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, well, uh, but yeah, um, I, yeah, I you uh, won't yeah, be uh, pay attention on Twitter and one, uh, that's for sure. We'll we'll be posting pictures and whatnot, so you know um, the faces of these crazy guys. Mm. So if you're there. In Boston. You'll be able to go hopefully get you an awesome Project Guardians patch. mm mm-hmm. um, Anything else in community news, Joe? No, not really. It's been uh, pretty quiet right now. Things
3: are about to yeah. start getting real busy here soon. So. Yes. Yep.
1: Awesome. Uh, well, that kind of wraps us up this week. Um, oh. mm-hmm. One, one thing that I forgot to mention when we were talking about Division Two, I actually had the opportunity. To, uh, I didn't get a lot of time in, but I got to play with one of the um, the lead reporters from Polygon. Oh, that's oh, right, nice. uh, Charlie uh, Charlie Hall. And um, man, what an awesome dude! I was <laughs> picking his brain, and we uh, we had our, uh, a a Good time. I had chatted with him on and off before, but he was like looking for some people to play uh, Division 2 with on PS4, so I just hit him up and, uh, and we played for like a good half hour or so, but uh, definitely uh, check out his, uh, his articles on Polygon.com. Good guy. Very cool. Um, but that kind of wraps us up. Um, thank you all for joining the project this week. You can find us on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere just search uh project guardians uh we have a discord um that's pinned on our twitter um it's also there's links to everything on our website project and you can um listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcast, just uh type in uh, saint 14 project and you will find us um itunes google play spotify all the places um so, yeah, check us out. Um, Chris, where can people find you on the internet?
2: Uh, pretty much Twitter, uh, Chris3711 underscore.
1: Awesome. Um, uh, Dr. Doc- Wood. Dr. Goku. What about yourself? Uh, you where can I'm find at? me everywhere
0: Twitch. at SSJ5Goku28, uh, mainly on Twitch and on our Discord. And. I'm starting up uh, to start posting things on my YouTube. I have another one in the works. Uh, It's just been on hiatus due to the cold. (laughs) Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta step up my YouTube game. Yeah, next 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 video is going to be on anxiety. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks. Right on. Fantastic.
1: And, uh, Joe, where can people find you and your deliciously gorgeous beard? (laughs) Uh,
3: You can find me on Twitter, AverageJoe227, and approximately 845 different Discord channels. If you're in a Discord, chances are pretty good I'm lurking there somewhere.
1: There you go.
2: Um, I don't know we're going to have to do a right. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> as
1: you know it's Dave and Belle can be here this week uh, Dave you can find him everywhere on the internet just type in hatchy Dave and same for uh, Belle just type in Belle Bunny sometimes the L's are 1's the 1's are L's but um, she's out there uh, check out her, um, her Instagram she's, she's got a good Instagram account um and I'm Sentinel Dad. You can find me everywhere. Just type in Sentinel Dad, um, uh, Twitter. There, there's an extra D on the end. Uh, Instagram, Twitch, everywhere, Discord, wherever. Just type in Sentinel Dad, and you will find me. Um, but again, thanks for joining the project this week. Um, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And remember, you are not alone.